I dedicate this episode to Beyonce's Alien Superstar. When we think of individuality, we may see it as a view of a unique being or singular entity that transcends through the world with its own characteristics that stands out from others. On a more personal level, I see individuality as something we can all embrace despite the fact that there may be a possibility where individuality can't happen, technically. We'll get into that in a second. I would like to assert that that doesn't have to mean we can't embrace our own personal levels of individuality. And I would also like to assert the other possible nuanced perspectives of individuality. For instance, the relationship between authenticity and influence and how we may interact differently with society. So how can individuality set our minds to a new motion? In this episode, we'll be exploring the different aspects of individuality, individuality to others, individuality to the world, and individuality to self. To help us understand where it can be used as a tool for us to embrace who we really want to be. My name is Nicole, and thank you for tuning in to Minds in New Motion, a podcast where I embrace unconventional conversations that can help us view this world in a different perspective and ultimately help us with our personal development. I use this platform as an avenue of self-expression, but I do wish to touch the minds of others and set it to a new motion where it's an open world for them where they can be more accepting of themselves and who they are as well as embracing their journey of self-discovery individuality for others as self-explanatory as the term individuality is it's still something that can be viewed differently After all, we see things as we are, not as they are. As cliche as that sounds, that is imperative to take note of when we hear something as subjective as individuality. In my opinion, I always saw it as a way for one to express their own idea of authenticity. And for me, to be authentic is to have no other side of influence, to have this idea or this way of embracing who you are executed by no other mind than your own it's just something that you wanted to do because it's the subconscious level of your being and who you are that's how i always viewed authenticity and obviously authenticity goes hand in hand with the term individuality but it's way more than that before we continue i want to mention something that i recently learned as i researched and gathered my thoughts for this episode As humans sharing the same home, we are controlled in many ways, regardless if we're aware of it or not. We are interconnected society and community, and because of that, we rely on others to survive. So to elaborate, I recently watched a video, and I'll share the sources in the show notes. And what I took most from that video is how much we rely on others to continue on with our lives, physically, mentally, or emotionally. In some way, these aspects of our lives are relied by one, if not several others, and we're not even aware of it. Yet, we believe in these assertions or affirmations that this life is entirely up to us to decide what it can be. Now, I'm not saying this to sound pessimistic or 
to say that your life cannot happen or be controlled the way you want to be because you rely on others. Rather, I want to acknowledge that conformity in the masses is not something that can be easily escaped. It's not impossible, but it's not something that can easily be escaped because we are all interconnected. And the true definition of self is a collective wave of overall community. So the reason why I wanted to talk about like that part of the YouTube video was, like I said, because I want to acknowledge that the true definition of self is a collective wave of overall community, but we still can claim our individualistic qualities on a personal level. With that being said, I'm going to go more into the understandings of individuality to others in a social aspect because that'll give us a better idea of how others view individuality and how have studies shown different types of individuality and how we can use that to better frame our ideas of individuality and how we can touch that within ourselves. When I think of individuality, I think about the beauty of it and how we have our own unique and specific human experience. For instance, have you ever wondered that there may be some things you will never be able to experience? Like maybe traveling. One of my worst fears is not traveling to certain parts of the world that I really want to visit. And what if I just never experienced that? Or skydiving, like I always wanted to go (laughs) skydiving, but there Maybe a possibility that I'll never experience that. Or what would happen if our egos were to be spontaneously taken away from us? Like, how would we be able to understand all these concepts of identity, interests, society, etc.? In that kind of world, would we have a harder time being aware of ourselves? On a lighter note, it's not this way. So let's dive into what individuality is and how it can improve your self-development or even hinder it. After all, everything is not so black and white. What we can all agree on, or at least I believe we can all agree on, is that we have our own sense of individuality. And I think it's the freedom and ability to craft ourselves through that rooted subconsciousness. In the article, Western Individualism and the Psychological Well-Being of Young People by Ashley Humphrey, we are introduced to two different kinds of individualism, horizontal and vertical. Horizontal individualism revolves around uniqueness and authentic qualities, whereas vertical individuality is based more on competitiveness and independent thought. So when I look at these two, I think about how horizontal is embracing individuality so that people can pursue their own like aspirations passions goals however they want to contribute their greater sense of joy and fulfillment in this part of how individuality is viewed by others we see that overall it's a collectiveness of horizontal and vertical individualistic people And knowing these two types of individuality helps us view or assess our own individuality. Vertical individualistic people tend to be more self-reliant and confident in their abilities to support themselves without any kind of external validation. The lens of it are so focused in self-reliance and believing that they have to 
reach a certain goal, especially without others. It's basically emphasizing on self-sufficiency and hyper-independence. I think that those who are vertically individualistic prioritize achievements and accomplishments above anything else and that's what makes them feel enough and sufficient i think vertical individualistic characteristics can not be an entirely bad thing but it does have its negative connotation because it includes comparison and competitiveness but in my podcast i want to put an emphasis on embracing who you are through your own aspirations and your own goals without that comparison because if you are self-sufficient and comfortable in who you are you won't need to feel like you have to compare yourself to others that's what i feel like the importance of that part of the article which stood out to me because knowing these two and when you figure out like okay what makes me stand out you know finding your vertical or horizontal individualistic characteristics and that's what we're going to get into now as we go into individuality to the world and culturally. So there's a gap between individualism in regards to culture and in a personal level. Maybe that's because it can be overlooked. In Western's culture of individualism, it can be shaped in a variety of factors and it's influenced by cultural values and beliefs that prioritize independence and how we can use that independence to advance our own ways to self-express. The factors such as economic, political, and social circumstances provide greater opportunities for individuals to make whatever life decisions that they have to have the full the full autonomy of shaping their lives and this emphasis on freedom and capitalistic liberties allows people to seek in their own individual interests Overall, the Western's view on individualism is influenced by all these combinations of our values. I think individuality plays such a huge factor into this because once you find that individualistic quality of yourself, you can then use that as a tool to help you push and persevere through the bridge of actually applying your self-help goals. In this part of the podcast, I really convey my message on how we can use individuality to help our personal development and use it as a tool to navigate our self-journeys and who we want to become, etc. So how can we use individuality to reform ourselves, to embark on a virtue where we wholeheartedly support and accept ourselves? The first thing I would say is to really know yourself and as simple as as that sounds, it doesn't mean that it's easy. And it really starts with self-acceptance. Because to self-accept, you have to understand your individualistic nature and who you are. What you would like to be remembered for. How would you treat the world if no one was looking? Who you are when no one is looking? How you approach situations that aren't in your control? All those specific niche ways that make up who you are. And once you get to that level of self-acceptance, you realize aspects of yourself. And that's where the bridge starts between self-realization and self-help and the application of being a better version of yourself. 
And I want this, I want to emphasize this because that bridge needs work. It's not laid out for you perfectly. It's built. You need patience. You need to nurture it. You need to take care of that bridge. You need to prioritize it. And another thing is to take note that this life is yours and this adventure is yours and you're in it for a lifetime. That kind of advice is what's part of building that bridge for yourself because that's the point of starting your journey into self-development, building that bridge and maybe even not use as a bridge, just ultimately a path. The third one I wanted to mention in my list is use your individualistic qualities to boost your self-esteem. What's your thing? What's your niche? What's your, what's your interest that you find helps you feel like your most self? And own it. Own those qualities. Own it to the max. And lastly, pursue what is meaningful to you and nurture your individualism. Now, I already mentioned that a few seconds ago about prioritizing and nurturing this bridge, but it's also taking care of your individualism. It's to not deny, do not dismiss it, do not put it to the side or, you know, neglect that part of you because in the end, if you see and you choose to take that part of you and to walk with it in confidence and to walk with it knowing that this is who you decide to be, then you're pursuing a life or you're attracting an environment that feels safer and feels more secure because you're owning up to who you are. And it's like, how can we really know ourselves? And that's where self-awareness comes in with this. But what does it mean to be self-aware? And from my understanding of self-awareness, it's a combination of like our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, and also just taking a pause in all of those things, taking a pause in your emotions in your thoughts in your feelings and your intelligence and taking note of like, what can you observe from these thoughts and feelings, etc. And once you take note of that, that's when you can start having a better aspect or idea of who you are, at least through self-awareness. Individuality can be viewed in many different types of ways, to the self, to the world, and to society. And in this episode, I combine all of those together, but with the main emphasis on individuality on a personal level. The reason why I wanted this to be the second episode is because I wanted to get into the deep root of where we should start our self-development journey and it's owning who you are society the world and yourself all integrate with each other in this way whether we are aware of it or not so that's why i wanted to bring in these other aspects of individuality own it and be unapologetic about these parts of you because no one else can ever replicate exactly who you are so use that to your advantage when you see yourself, when you journal, when you exercise, when you do all those activities that you find help you feel like you're a better person, help you become a better person, actually. 
because I think going into this framework, that's where we can have a good path on working on ourselves. So this concludes my second episode of Minds in Emotion. I hope you took something out of this. I hope you do some reflecting after this. And I hope that this helps you in some way and aspect on how you see yourself for the better. Because we're not perfect. You know, I'm not perfect. Making this episode was not perfect. Making this episode was actually really hard. But I still hope my message gets sent that we need to strive to be accepting of who you are so that you can see the parts of you that you want to fix. Thank you so much for tuning into Minds in Emotion. I hope you see where your individualistic qualities lie and learn that we need to embrace all those qualities to help us in our self-development. Thanks.